All right. What's up, everybody? What's up, Billy? Pardon our tardiness. It wouldn't be a Jump Street episode unless we had some problems or difficulties of some sort. But thank you all for joining us. Billy, how's it going with you? It's going good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited for episode 144 with Bama legend Charles Dunkel. I know the chat's popping off already. It's been popping off, so the crowd's already warmed up. We don't even need a warm-up. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have this. We've been trying to get Charles on for a while now. We, we tried a couple years back. Ended up not being able to connect it through whatever reason, but finally, uh, we got him on, and we are. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have him on. We have a few things to talk about at the top of the show before we get into it, but first, I'm just going to start with my quick little spiel, please. If you don't already, please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Um, we have an Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram. We have YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button and the notification bell if you like what you're hearing. Uh, we appreciate the comments and sharing. It all really helps boost us up. We have an iTunes. If you like what you're hearing, you can give us a five-star rating and a review. It's very helpful. And we also have a Patreon. If you would like to be a Patreon and support what we do, you can be so one for as little as $3 a month. Uh, all of your support really helps. As you know, we have a show that is free on YouTube that we're coming up on five years of this Ooh. show, Yeah, which is really... Yeah. It's crazy to think about, you know, I remember, I remember starting this, we were like, all right, if we're going to start this, let's get at least 50, 50 episodes <laughs> to commit to that. Now here we are at 144 and we're still going. So yeah, comment, let us know. Who do you think we should have on the episodes? Engage with us. Uh, we like reading that stuff. And um, yeah, but we have exclusive content on the Patreon. You can get, uh, we have inside outs, which are trick tip videos. We have section reviews. We're going to be doing one with Charles, watching some of his old sections after this. And uh, you automatically enter to win something at the every month from our online store. You could win a mug. You could win a five-panel hat. You could win a tank top. You could win a T-shirt. I believe you could win our hoodie as well, which yes. is probably the best value. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> if, if you're going to win something, right? I'd go, I'd go for the hoodie. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, we're actually, and yeah, that's my spiel, but we have to do a drawing right now, don't we? Yeah, we do. So, so like Billy just said, every month, everyone's entered automatically for a drawing, something from our online store. Uh, before we do the live drawing, I just want to give a shout out to this week's new Patreon supporters, Vladimir Kocherga and Devante Brown. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon. And we'll, we'll, we'll get this wheel spinning, this random wheel here. Boom, we got all your names in here from all of our... Almost 300 Patreon supporters, so thank you all so much. And this week we have... Da-da-da! Ooh, Trey Sowers? 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 Let's I'm going to say Sowers. Sowers. Sowers? Okay. You think it's Sowers? <laughs> we'll go with Sowers. that. Sowers. That's fine. Trey, thank you so much for supporting. Uh, we'll hit you up on, on Patreon to see what you want from our online store. Thank you all for supporting. And speaking of our Patreon also, we have a WTF this week brought to us by Patreon supporter Mike Martino. And we have Mr. Brett Dasovic with, I think this one actually has a name. Usually we have WTFs that don't have names. I think you could call this one a tough stub grind. Would you agree with that, Billy, or disagree? Uh, was it stub sole or stub grind? Stub sole, stub grind, I guess potato, potato. Depends on where you are in the world. I always called it stub grind. Is it stub sole technically? I think so. So uh, a tough stub sole. A, a tough stub sole. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I, I, when we get our guest on, I know he's done 
some stubs in his day. So we could ask him and see if it's a stub grind or a stub solo, whatever they called it. Um, but shout out Brett Dasovic. Uh, super cool new trick. And he's super pumped about it afterwards also, which is really cool to see. <laughs> he did his own little behind the scenes right there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Billy, you had a few things you wanted to announce also before we bring our guest on? Yeah. Um, so just yesterday, I made an announcement for a, a combination of two events that are going on in New York City this summer, last weekend of August. It's called the MetroCard Classic. MetroCard Classic is um, a two-day event. Uh, first Saturday, August 26th. It's going to start off with the BPSO 8. Um all competitors welcome. There's going to be a quad event and then an inline event uh, for that day. And everyone is welcome to compete in that. There's going to be booths of your favorite companies and all that stuff, just like it's always been. And the next day, it's going to be some iteration of what used to be the NYC Street Invitational that I used to do in New York from 2011 to 2013. But it's going to be a little bit different. It's more of a uh, an invite only kind of session. It's more of like a spectator event slash demo. It's kind of hard to describe, but um, it's a it's a pro only event with um, that's more of like a celebration and, and a hangout. We're going to build a few obstacles, three or four different obstacles, and then there's just going to be sessions on those. I'm going to invite some of our friends from outside the rollerblading community, some some BMX friends, some scooter friends, some some quad friends as well. And it's going to be yeah, just kind of like a little session. And if you want to, if you're not a pro and you still want to compete in the event, there's still a shot. Um, you can compete at the BPSO the day before. And if you make it to the top 10, then you will be welcome to skate the NYC street invite on the next day. So that is the MetroCard Classic coming up this summer, last weekend of August. August 26th, so, 27th. Yep. August 26th and 27th. Yep. Last weekend of August. So um, definitely gotta come check that out. It's gonna be something you don't want to miss. I'm really trying to make it special this year and have to be the first of many. Um, so there's that. And I also wanted to touch really briefly. <laughs> someone in the chat wrote the the O games instead of the X games, like for my last name. <laughs> um, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I also wanted to say, too, just to throw it out there, we're having a spring sale at Heavy Distribution right now. So 20% off all skates. Dominic Bruce, John Bellino V2, John Bellino V1. Um, yeah, so this sale is going to be going on for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, if you're interested in trying some Mesmers and uh, you're like, ah, it's a little too much, I don't have the extra money for that, now's the time. So, yeah, check that out. That's another thing that we got going on. Boom, 20% off right there. Boom, keep that, keep, that mo- keep that money in your pocket. A little That's admission right. to the you skate park to... if it's still winter by you. Listen, <laughs> with this inflation going on, you got to save every dollar you can, am I right? Listen, you say 20% on the Mesmer skates. You have that money for accommodations to go to the MetroCard Classic if you're not in the New York area. Boom, win-win right there. How you doing? Uh, Brooklyn. Actually, you know what? There was one more thing that I wanted to bring up, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna send it to you right now, Austin. If you can uh, put this link in the bio, yeah. But um, so a fellow rollerblader and friend of ours is actually at the moment been diagnosed with a certain kind of cancer. His name is Joe Joey Barbera, and um, he his family set up a GoFundMe for him to. 
you know, he's the sole provider for his family. Austin, I just sent you the, a text, but he's the sole provider for his family. He has two little girls and a wife and, um, yeah, you know, as you know, like medical bills, if you're, I mean, I'm sure, sure in all different places in the world, but you know, in America as well, uh, they could, medical bills can take you right out. Like, you know, it can completely clear you out, put you in a bad place. So while he's uh, dealing with the chemotherapy and everything that's going on uh, with his with his cancer, his family set up a GoFundMe and they've exceeded the the goal. So they've passed the goal, but obviously everything helps. They they made a pretty modest goal at twenty five k. Yeah, that is pretty like, modest, actually. Yeah. Yeah, considering like all the costs and everything going on. So uh, if Austin, I think if it's you in can, there. could you? Could you, you got the link in the link bio in the description. If if you're watching now live, just refresh the browser if you want to check it out and donate to the GoFundMe. Um, if you're not watching live, it's in there already. Yeah. You know, everything helps literally a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. You know, we will we'll spend like you go to Starbucks, just end up spending like 13 bucks. You walk out of there with like a coffee and like a bagel and you wonder how that happened. Um, I don't know if you could skip the bagel. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> you need the coffee, but skip the bagel. You know, I don't, I don't drink that crap anymore. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's uh, a little bit goes a long way, especially if we all come together. And, and that's always been like one of the most beautiful things about the rollerblading community that we all do come together in these times to help out our fellow bladers and our fellow friends. Um, so yeah, huge shout out Joey Barbera and family. I hope you pull through, and I hope everything's. Uh, you know, you, you beat this, this cancer. Cause you know, we all know that these things can come up in life and it's not, uh, you know, it's not great, but so, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I really got to say about that. And, uh, we, we are, our hearts are with you, Joe. So hang in. Yep. Center. I love with you, Joe. Um, everyone. Yep. Like Billy said, please donate. The link is in the description of our YouTube video. Um, should we kick it off with our guest, Billy? I think we should. I'm really I excited to do too. so. Everyone, please, no matter where you are, if you're in bed, on the couch, at work right now, at the office, taking a poopy, whatever you want to do, <laughs> give a round of applause for our guest, Charles Dunkel. <laughs> hey. Welcome, Charles. Good to see you. It's hey. been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Been quite really a nice while, to probably. see you, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show. I know we tried to get you on a couple years back, but you know, we kept on playing phone tag and missing out, but happy we got to get you on finally. Oh yeah. Thanks. Okay. So, um, there's a lot to go through. You have a very storied history in rollerblading from, you know, all the way back in VG 12, VG 13. When I first saw you in VG 13, I was like, who is this guy? It was like the craziest that soul grind where you're like, Hit your hit, hit your ass on on the and all this stuff. I was like, wow, this guy is what a debut on another section. level. And then everything, you know, face the music and everything from there on. But um, so I'm really interested to talk to you about a lot of that stuff. But if you don't mind, uh, since this is your first time on this on this podcast, I usually like to start with someone like how they got into skating, especially being from Alabama. I'm not sure like how much how many predecessors there were before you or like forefathers of like the Alabama scene, but. How did you first get introduced to rollerblading and how did you, uh, yeah, how did you get into it? Uh, through my dad. So both my parents were like originally from Pennsylvania. So they grew up skiing and stuff when they're younger. So 
when like the first rollerblades came out, my dad got a pair just to like. It was like sold at the time as like practice skiing in the off season, right? You know? Like, oh, you can pretend you're skiing in the south on a hill, you know? Mm-hmm. So they were like the neon green. Like, I think they had a neon green cuff. It sounds about right. <laughs> the bright so, colors back then. Then just you know, I started just messing around with them. I'd skateboarded as a kid, and uh, I don't know. You just start jumping stairs and stuff. And then back when I like first got into skating, maybe I was like eleven or ten, eleven or twelve. I can't remember now, but like they'd show like rollerblading on MTV for like little weird five-minute segments where it'd be like Arlo skating the Blue Beast in L.A. Mm-hmm. and, like, falling and falling, and you're like, whoa. Like, I, like, I was like, yeah, you know, kind of just like a kid, like, you know, riding BMX bikes, skateboards, whatever. Like, you're going to go jump stuff and then, like, kind of start doing the same thing on rollerblades and then start seeing, like, people doing grinds and stuff. And then it was, like, hard to even, like, understand what they were doing back in the day like being from alabama i was like i think he put his foot there like like forever i thought a soul grind was like you're just supposed to like roll on top of the rail (laughs) but uh i don't know uh i don't know how long you want me to go on about one thing you know (laughs) no you 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 can kind of grow on it because because it's like it's like the inception story is pretty you know, like I said, it's it's already interesting because like you're you're saying you first saw it on MTV. Like a lot of people who are from like later generation, like I remember seeing blading on MTV, but a lot of people don't even remember or haven't had that experience. And then also to like see grinding, but not have it like shown to you by a person kind of trying to figure it out on its own is like interesting. So yeah, like if you want to continue growing on like how you got how you learned what a soul grind was, like what the first aggressive skates or first maybe real video you know uh first real video i ever got was mad beef oh okay that's yeah. that's og stuff yeah yeah that is so yeah it's definitely easily mid 90s and I, I think it's funny that you yeah. said from from like our generation it makes a little more sense but i still never heard that that like you got into skating from your parents i'd never heard that from anybody before i hope that there's future generations <laughs> that say that my dad didn't like it when so i kept pursuing it you know but <laughs> He was the first person to buy rollerblades because he was just like, oh, this is like ski practice in the summer, like on a, you know, asphalt hill. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, And then I don't know, man. Also, like before I even knew what rollerblading was, like I was probably like eight and we had uh, skate park here with just a vert ramp and like a metal spine. And some random guy showed up one day when we were skateboarding there on rollerblades and did like a front flip over the spine. And I was like, whoa, I, I, was just, sometimes random people would just come through. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know, probably same thing. Like once we got bad beef, like, oh, okay, we understand what a soul grind is. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, it actually locks in. And like, man, we'd watch that video over and over all the time. Uh, and just got in practice on like, you know, little rails you built and stuff, figure out tricks. <laughs> yeah that's like that's part of the sport anyway just learning everything but mad beef is kind of the same era as like some pre-advice which was like 
tutorial videos back then. Did you ever see any of those videos growing up where you're just like, screw it, I'm just going to throw myself on a rail and see what happens? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Like, I grew, like, you know, a lot of stuff I did, like, in throughout skating and stuff, I was really influenced by early Daily Breads and stuff and, like, seeing a picture of someone doing a trick. Like, I remember, like, the first time I ever saw someone doing a fish brain on a ledge and you're like, that is a new trick. Like, how'd that guy do that? Like, mm -hmm. hey, like you've never seen someone do something before and like now just like everybody can do that stuff like it's crazy no i i remember that too like like there were some tricks i used to think were like not possible like i remember thinking like balancing a torque was like not you know that's like probably yeah. like 97 98 i was like that's not even possible like yeah torques for us were just really fast you would rocket it out and like kick it like the bench with it and that would be it. But then someone was able to start balancing it and it was like, whoa, like, uh, became super mind blowing. Um, fast. Yeah. Lights really, yes. Fast. Lights, same went on the same thing. I still don't understand that one. How people balance it. Torques makes sense to me nowadays, but fast lights, I still don't get that. Yeah. I've never um, been able to a long fast slide in my life. Front sides are more fun anyway, I think. You can't go wrong with the front side. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have a nice front side. Um, well, I don't know how long you want me to go on. No, <laughs> no. I, 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 I'll, pull you, I'll pull you to something else. So I remember my first time seeing your skating. Uh, VG13, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Um, and it was really unique because at the time bladers were like, you know, there were a couple transitions, but bladers had like a uniform. They had a way they had to be in the early days. It was like the wide leg pants and the chain wallets. And then it was like more of like, kind of like leaning toward like the hip hoppy feels or like you put like a, a, a Jordan shoe tongue in your skates. And, and there was that kind of attitude behind it too. And then I remember I saw your VG 13 part. And it was like, I, I don't know what band it was, but it was like some like loud rock music. And you were doing like huge kink rails. It was a Henry Rollins band? Okay, sick. And uh, that, you know that? Listen, Dave Payne made that whole section for me without even telling me or anything. Just like one day, like, he probably called me back then. Maybe he emailed me. Who knows? Just like, hey, what songs do you like? Hey, do you care if I use this song? Whatever. And I was just like, like, I showed up at the skate park one day, dude, with VG13. Like, I actually live close to it now. It used to be called uh, Ramp and Speed. And, like, I showed up at the skate park one day, and everyone's watching VG13. And I had a section, and I didn't even know it, dude. It was what? crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew, I knew no communication way. was wow. different back then, but that's <laughs> insane. Like, he didn't tell you or that's anything. That's how it just... was back then. Dude, that's how it was. You know, I sound, I am old now, you know, I'm 41. It's like, yeah, back in the day, it'd just be like, oh, yeah, you had to, you know, send tapes and someone had to physically <laughs> edit stuff and print stuff. So, like, you know, a lot of times, like, projects would take forever. You wouldn't be sure, like, if a project's ever going to get done, anything, because a lot of stuff could go <laughs> wrong along the way. But Definitely. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I, totally, like, this is like, yeah. Like, it's hard to imagine nowadays, like, for lost tapes from people. Like, remember that time I did that trick and someone, like, you recorded overhead or you lost the tape, but no. 
No, I was about to say it was, it was, it was totally very much like that. Like, uh, you know, nowadays, cause we have cell phones, it's such a common thing, but like the only way you can get in touch with someone to call their house, you know, if they didn't have call waiting, the line was busy, you leave a message, like, you know, you're not going to like send mails. And if you're going to send tapes, like did, did Dave film you on his own or did you send those tapes to Dave? Yeah. I wanted to ask that too. Uh, we sent him some tapes and he filmed some and yeah, it was oh, after that cool. fall. probably shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's where I did like the horrible drop and tried to do it and fell on my face. <laughs> like, yeah, we I, definitely yeah, have I to. I was like, you know, you're so like hyped up Dave Payne's and, <laughs> and then you want to go like, oh, I got to go throw like do the gnarliest stuff right now. You know, that's our that was our mindset back then, you know, or at least for me. Totally. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, totally. That, that was a, that was definitely a mindset of, of some back in the day. But you. Yeah very much embodied that mindset. That's kind of what I mean when I first saw that VG 13 part to that, like that Henry Rollins song and like you're fly, you're skating so fast. Like these big rails, like flying down kink yeah. rails, like huge, all this huge stuff. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? This is crazy. So it was like my first introduction. And then somewhere along the way that fall was a part of it. So do you, do you remember like the whole experience with the fall? Oh no, man. I Blacked out on that. Woke up in the hospital on that one. Whoa, that long you were blacked out for? Huh? You were blacked out for that long that you didn't remember any of that? Because you were kind of still nah. moving around in the clip a little oh, bit. Yeah, Maybe... I was probably having a seizure, man. Yeah, jeez. I yeah. didn't realize it was like that serious. I didn't. I also didn't know that you went to the, actually went to the hospital after. You know, that was probably like 2001, 2002. Like, people didn't take, uh, you know concussion seriously back then you know <laughs> the day walk it off like in all sports you know so yeah. who knows <laughs> that, that probably wasn't good for the old noggin but oh well what happened you well, know? i have the clip here too which is oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and like and, and it was like it's, it's... rob was there and he was like oh man one more <laughs> like, and we were right this place is actually right next to the hospital uh, that's at least one good bit of luck, I guess. Close. <laughs> one good bit of luck. Yeah, like, not suitable for work. <laughs> there should be a disclaimer. Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that that was totally a bad one. And and I remember like seeing you like 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 uh, like you you were saying you were like you were you weren't like cold out. You were like reacting like if you see like you know if you're. I'm like a big fight fan. So like sometimes you see like people get knocked out and they like stiffen up and like make some like kind of snoring sounds sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just trying to breathe, yeah. but like airways being blocked and you were having that same reaction. Um, I, I feel like someone else also tried that spot after that, right? Mark Send did it. And after that happened, uh, maybe a year later, Within two years, Mark Sen did it one day. But I was told everybody, don't ever mess around with that. And they didn't tell me one day because it was like right by my mom's house where we'd all like sleep at to go skate, you know, in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. uh, and he went there and he rolled the whole thing and he landed it and his frames just exploded. Like, what? <laughs> this guy, like, they just exploded and he fell forward and he was okay. But it's very steep. 
Oh shit. Uh, yeah, that that thing was. Uh, I, I think like that clip. It's kind of hard to see because it's like the nighttime, night, so it's hard yeah. to see like how wild it is. But I remember seeing that ledge again and another thing, and it, it's, it looks even crazier when you have like a clear shot of it, and like also obviously very thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I don't know what I was thinking when I did that. Well, Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave Payne was in town. That's what you were thinking, and <laughs> Dave actually. Uh, no, I've been I've been wanting. I was gonna do it probably no matter what at some point. You know, just, you know, I have one of my friends film it, you know, but. You had uh, a good excuse, though, with Dave in town. And he, Dave actually texted me earlier, and he said that that was top five scariest VG moments of all time. He said, I thought I saw someone die on my watch, and the spawning of the term FID came, and the legend of Tar- Charles Dunkel, baby. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, you know, Dave Payne's cool, man. I went on, like, a couple little tours with him stuff yeah and, the fid tour yeah that i think you coined <laughs> did you coin that fid tour uh, yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> sounds about Down right there. right <laughs> uh, uh i'm trying to think oh yeah we ended up at one of the hoedowns i think mm. this is where it ended yeah nick rick was on it man that guy was cool nick riggle man that guy was doing stuff like we skated some like diy spot on the fyd fid tour in atlanta and nick riggle was doing like the most weird complex like heel rolls and stuff on this box it was wild yeah i think uh, like, that's all, that's... all right i'll go off on tangents yeah the no, fid the, the... tour was fun man God, who we like went to like I want to I don't know we went to some show down Sixth Street. Hell, I may have got my first tattoo there, and also on that tour down in Austin. I th- yeah, who knows? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. Now, now I'm jogging my memory. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like was, uh, it, it's it's. I, it's I think that's where Dave Payne actually got he got his like. May have been his first tattoo. It was like the video groove logo. All right, that sounds about right. Oh, Dave's first tattoo. You were there for Dave's first tattoo. I (laughs) first, or maybe he already had tattoos, but he got like the VG logo, the camera, I think, or whatever his logo was. But all right, let's move on to something else. Okay, cool. Um. I was going to say, like, it's interesting that you like Nick Riggle's um, skating because, like, especially at the time when there was only kind of one way to skate, like, during the switch-up era, there was, like, the switch-up on Handicap Rails era. And then during the tech era, or big spin, spin spin-to-win era. But, like, Nick Riggle and you also kind of took, like, a lot of, like, the toe roll stuff, a lot of that, like, technical stuff. Like, you, I think if I'm not mistaken, introduced like grinding chains and these like not really traditional spots. Uh, how did that come to be? Was that, was that more like inspiration or just like what was like around you? Did, were you inspired from any other areas? Like where did all that come from? Uh, kind of the same thing of just like, I don't know, we're just trying to see what you could do. Just like we tried big crazy roll-ins just to see like, did the skates blow up at this point? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, is this possible? Like, same yeah. thing. Like, what if I grinded on this? What if I 
try grinding that. Like, just trying to look at stuff differently, like, uh, just, like, you're seeing an obstacle, and you're, like, just, I don't know, trying to think outside the box on, like, what was skatable and, you know, what you can do. I don't know. Were you getting getting bored of like traditional quote traditional skating or something like that at the time? Because it's it's so early in the game still to be moving on from the the norm of what we had skating back then. I mean, when you think about it, like early two thousands, real aggressive skating isn't even ten years old at that point, and it just seems like you guys moved on so quickly to trying all these new things off the bat. Uh, I don't know. Probably for me personally, is like I'm grown up skating with Rob Thompson, and he can do any trick you can think of at the time on any rail you can think of, you know? So I'm like, I got to think outside the box because, like, you know, he's got the technical rail stuff handled and amazing at it. So, right. You know, like, you're not going to one up on him on a rail. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you better think, think outside the box and find something creative to do. That's just like a cool trick, you know, that's like, Oh, you can only do this here. Like, it's like capturing a moment. I don't know, it sounds cheesy, but it's like, oh, here's this one thing you can do here at this one point in time. And, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> all right. No, it makes, it makes sense because Rob was like really crazy tech, like what he was able to do. He was spinning both ways on a rails, 316 one way, hurricaning the other way doing huge kink rails, huge drops. Um, I, I I feel like you were like the error just like a touch before him, but maybe I'm wrong there. Did you guys like, how did you guys meet and how did that, were you skating first or? I was skating, I was probably with Sean Engler and we were skating this church near his house and I don't think we'd ever met him. And like, he pulled up in a golf cart and like, oh man, he hit like nine or something and we were skating, I was skating these ledges that had like K2 fatties with a leather backslide thing, you know, and I just yeah. like backslid this ledge so that was like pretty high and like, you know, decent. And he was like, whoa, whoa, but and that's how we met and then we just kept beating and skating together and stuff. It's pretty wild when you think back that there was like two dudes from Alabama who got skates from the same town out of, you know everybody it's weird <laughs> yeah well everybody deserved, here though. always like pushed each other to like you know do cool tricks and like get it on film and like hey like you know like if you didn't want to do something suggesting somebody else like hey man like did you think about trying this on this obstacle over here like i don't know yeah no, it makes sense though. It makes perfect sense. Like I, I just remember seeing like a lot of the things you used to skate, especially even like the old ads. You were like grinding like huge sewer pipes that were like elevated off the ground, like mm -hmm. royaling the top of it, like sessiding. And it's like, what the? How did he even get up there? And then we have to like find the clip to see it. But you're also like even just like some of the approach, like spinning around on like uh, fire hydrant tops, like to like kicking off a tree. Like when a lot of this stuff was like very. You know, no one was doing it. I feel like you were kind of introducing well, I, a lot I of mean, Let me start from, uh, so what you're talking about, the ad, it was a Rosie's ad. And yeah. And grinding a big elevated pipe next to these train tracks. 
Like, the stuff that goes into that, dude, like, I called in a favor from Wes Driver on that. And he, he came and spent Thanksgiving weekend with me. And, like, we had to build a ramp and, like, haul all kinds of shit down there right at the exact time of day to make it look right. You know, it was like a yeah. two-day operation to, like... One trick. <laughs> yeah, to do one trick to get it. Because it's like, oh, hey, there's an ad deadline. like But that's also was was kind of driving me at the time. Like, at that point... When you're what you're talking about there, I was in charge of the marketing for Rosie's, and they were just like, "Hey, you got ads to fill," and it's like, "All right, well, <laughs> you got to go do something." Uh, and so you're like looking for spots. Really cool because you're like, "Oh, I'm filing control stuff." Well, let's go do the weirdest shit we can do then, you know, Sick. Know, on that, but whole ad campaign for Rosie's when Ollie and I and everybody was doing it was I thought it was a lot of fun man that time yeah I, I didn't know you were the marketing manager for Rosie's at the time I thought you were just like a pro it writer was but... it, it was just it was like me Ollie and Sean Engler and Jared we asked Jeremy Badel's opinion on stuff ask Maddie like just you know like hey uh you know, we're all sitting there, you know, just filming, doing everything all the time. And it's just like, hey, what about this? What about that? You know, but. So the team was the marketing department. <laughs> the, yeah, the, man. the team just did like, everything. Like we just carried a laptop around. like <laughs> You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, like one of the coolest things about. uh that video is like, I don't know, like, I remember, like, the first time I was seeing a lot of your skating, it was, like, so Alabama, so South, like, you know, you were skating, like, very unique kind of spots that looked like they were in the South, and then, like, later on, I saw you skating in California for, like, the Razor video, but then, like, in the Rosie's video, like, seeing you skate in London was, like, I don't know, really interesting. I thought it was, like, super cool to see you getting, like, clips over there. Um, who's How was that trip, and whose idea was it to, uh, for, to go over there for filming? Uh, that was just one of the benefits of skating for Rosie's. Uh, first time I went over to Europe, Mike Opalak was the manager and like, we went for like probably an IMYTA or something. And then they're just like, Hey, if you want to, you know, stay with Ollie for a month and y'all start filming and doing stuff, go for it. We'll get you a, you know, a ticket back a, a month later. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know? And Ollie had already like stayed with us a little bit, uh, First trick of the video, uh, and face the music, it's Ollie skating up and going up a slide and then going front side to a fence. Yep. Uh, we shot that in like one of the first days of February when we got back from California and ended rejects and like Ollie had, we all get back and we forgot like, oh shit, Ollie's coming to stay with us for like two weeks or some shit. And then we got to break the news to him that, hey, man, uh, we don't have a magazine or video <laughs> anymore. We all decided to quit. Uh, sorry, but it, he took it like a champ. And that first trip in the Rosie's video was the first clip. Like, we filmed of him and shot. And, yeah, him and I just other people. <laughs> it was weird times. 
but all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I remember that. I think that was like, I think that was like the first ad uh, for like the Rosie's ad of like the new with Ali. Like I remember seeing that ad and like, oh, that's bread. Yeah, like I was like, oh, that's I, I, I feel like that was the first new Rosie's ad from like new era with you guys being on the team. Um, and and like I said, like, yeah. And like I said, like, I forgot that Ali went back down to uh, Alabama and it got me thinking like, oh, like, just like how it was like cool to see you skating in London. It was really cool to see Ali skating like in the South, like skating y'all's spots, you know? Oh man, skating and London is a lot of fun and all of Europe actually, man. Like you can just hop on a train and like, you know, be anywhere like (laughs) to skate and a lot of cool spots. Uh, yeah. Interesting looking stuff. Yeah. Um, I, one of the weirdest times, man, I never got a clip there, but I think we were like skating outside, like the loot. Like, we were skating somewhere in Paris, like outside, like some famous art museum. And like everyone's coming out, and there's like, I, Billy, you probably know what the ledge is. Like, it's in like Bercy? downtown. Uh, say what? Is it Bercy, like the rounded ones the that they had no, during no. IMYTA? No, it's a edged one, like on the way out of an art museum. It's like a fifteen stair. Oh, I, I don't know. On the on the left side, right? Uh, I think it's on both sides, but okay, that like, might be La Defense. But <laughs> I say I'm going off. On... <laughs> oh man, it was awesome staying staying with Ollie. Like his mom would like make us breakfast, and it was. Best hospitality. He had the coolest friends. Like everyone was so welcoming and just great times. Did Did you get the famous Ali short, uh, the bol- the bolognese that his uh, mom used to make? <laughs> He's known for that. <laughs> what? Bol- uh, what? A bolognese. It's like a spaghetti with meat sauce. Probably, I, man. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I was just like, that was great. Nice. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Ali's mom's famous bolognese. Um, but you you and Ali were a crazy combination, especially skating together, because both of you two were probably the most creative skaters at the time before people were getting that creative. Um, do you remember instances of like you two filming together and like feeding off each other's creativity in that way? Like you were both heavy into like toe rolls to tricks, stuff like that, and jumping out the fences and skating high pipes 10 feet in the air stuff like that do you remember instances like at sessions like oh that's sick i'm gonna try like this crazy trick now that you would have never thought of before uh yeah uh with ollie uh i don't know man we just clicked since like we met like i don't know as soon as we started skating together it was just like I don't know. It all clicked. So we shut down rejects. Ollie was with us for like two weeks in February and it was horrible weather, but we got a couple things, whatever. And then he was on Rosie's. They just like started doing the M12s again. Go with him. Sign up with Rosie's and just fly into Amsterdam for like an IMITA and meet Ollie. And I'm just like, he'd already stayed like in Birmingham for two weeks. And I was just like, hey, man, like, after this, like, week tour, like, I'm staying at your house for a month. I hope that's cool. <laughs> you know? But that's what you can do in skating. I, hey, you know. Down the line, him and plenty of people would stay, you know. 
with us or whatever all the time, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wait, wait, okay, I'm going to, So, yeah, man, we were just trying to think of, like, how, like, taking, the, you know, kind of the weird tech stuff we were working on, I don't know, bring it mainstream, I guess, I don't know, like, when... Ollie's section where he the ends that section where he does the three sixty toe spin to yeah. roll grind of one eighty. It's like, dude, that's like that that was like Ollie and I's like painting. You know what I mean? Like everybody involved, it's like, oh, here's the you know the final stroke on like what you could do just doing some weird stuff. I don't know. No, that 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 makes perfect sense and you know, it's I think I think a lot of people who think about um, like Ali specifically, he had like he had like they know him for like that rosy section and and that and that stuff. But you know, he kind of evolved into that. Before that, he was doing all that technical. Oh man, stuff dude, back on in the day, he, yeah, he was doing all the switch ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that came out when like he started getting way more particular with what tricks he could do because he could still just throw down like, oh yeah, I can do like you know cab, you know, top horn, like like that, all, you know, like or yeah, whatever. hurricane topsail, all that stuff. Yeah, like he can throw all that stuff also, you know, which was impressive. Mm-hmm. I could never do yeah. that stuff, but I don't know. No, that was really cool. Um, you know, I feel bad because uh, we we just went past it really quick talking about um when Ali came and the end of rejects, but we didn't get to talk about rejects. Yeah. Um, so rejects was a thing that was uh. Sean Engler, West Driver, and that you were very much a big part of. I think you were doing like the videography aspect of it. And you also came up to New York for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Rejects 3. And we oh, had yeah. like a it, yeah, interesting experience there. <laughs> uh, keep going, though. That, I, no, oh, yeah. But, 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 but I was, I was going to say, um, so how, did, how was Rejects born? Uh, basically... I'd started getting paid by razors. I got a video camera and we started filming. Wes had finished school and he'd been shooting for daily bread and box and stuff and getting paid to do that. And he probably wanted to get on like staff with somebody, but they didn't want to really like, you know, have him pay to, for him to move out to California or whatever. And well, it was probably the only places where there was magazines back then. Maybe besides, yeah. I'm sure there were some in Europe. I doubt someone's gonna fly a guy from out, you know, the south to Europe to take over Crazy Roller or something, you know. But right. I, I don't know. Uh, so he was getting pictures in, but he's shooting all this good stuff of the southeast, like not just us, but like people in Tennessee and you know Georgia and Atlanta, like around the southeast, but. They're not trying to, like, just put a whole bunch of pictures of people in the Southeast in, you know, whatever magazines all the time. So, we just went for it and were able to run it for a couple of years that, you know, made it work for a little bit, but it's tough. Yeah, Rejects I, came in hard. Like, Yeah, um, I agree. Rejects came out of no. As from what I remember, like Rejects came out of nowhere. Issue one was a complete banger. Had that 
banging Rob Thompson section. You had a section in there too, I believe. Like you guys came out swinging, and then you kept it going so so much that I feel like you guys became the new how you were talking about Dave Payne would show up to town, and like people would like wild out for Dave's camera. Like I feel like Rejects was like that too. The fall sections in Rejects videos were wild. Like you could tell that all you guys were just pushing yourselves. That's Those are some of the gnarliest falls I've ever seen were from Rejects videos. I feel like it was the same vibe as like a video groove, just like a reiteration of it yeah. like later on. Yeah, uh, none, of it would, none of it would have worked without the magazine with it. Like the whole thing was like, you know, also you get like a badass magazine with, you know, nicely shot pictures that you can hang up on your wall and stuff, you know. I don't know. That was a big thing also, like, growing up skating, man. Like, I had, like, you know, posters of tricks people had done in Daily Bread, like, up on the wall. Like, man, if I could ever go to that spot or do that, you know, like. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, 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 really, I really loved it, um, the rejects, especially, like, when you guys came to New York, because you guys had your very specific style. Like I said, it was, like, this kind of, like, southern rock kind of style and energy and like this very hip-hoppy time and then like uh you came to new york and uh and experienced that with us and then i was always wondering how the part was going to come out it, it ended up being one of like my favorite new york city sections still looking back in time to this day like me too you guys used an mop song and it was also in like the midst of when like the be unique thing was kind of starting to grow and like so like ramel was all in that alex nunez like you know, people were wearing like it was so much different from the other uh, reject stuff because everyone's wearing like three shirts on their head, <laughs> maybe two or three shirts on their shirt. Like one of them's half on, half off. But it's like this very like wild style, and uh, I think it just went really well with the the reject brand. So, dude, it was awesome to skate with everybody in New York and like just being able to hop on the what? Well, I guess the metro. I guess we had a metro card when we were up there, but like. <laughs> We just show up to skate with y'all and like, it just be like, oh, here's this spot right here from this screen station, this, that, and just be like, all these guys are just like, just start killing handrails, man. And like, just, it was wild, man. Yeah. It was a lot no, it was... of them. No, it was yeah. awesome to see and Rejects. Re- Rejects is huge. Sorry. <laughs> I think we got that at your parents' house at some point. Man, the first yeah. day I got there, I got lost. I ended up in New Jersey. <laughs> what? Joey, uh, that Joey guy, man, I'm bad memory. Well, I did hit my head pretty hard, so yeah, I have that. I'm fine. This Joey guy from Staten Island, not Staten Island, but maybe Long Island, picked yep. me up. And Joey G. Oh, Joey G. Maybe. Yeah, Joey G and his friend picked me up in New Jersey and just dropped me off and uh, I don't know wherever the main subway terminal was <laughs> second day I was there yeah that's uh, and also, on my way home was, yeah re- rejects like <laughs> you, you guys captured all the vibes with rejects uh, and then you, you got it to saying that like it ended uh, was there seven issues of rejects yeah, yeah Se- seven issues yeah. Um, all of them were bangers too, and it seems like just as quickly as you guys came, you guys disappeared because Rejects was still killing it at issue seven. We couldn't keep it up, man. Like it was just like too much to get uh, 
make a quality product, you know, it was like, oh, well, we need to go here and film this stuff, so then you're traveling all the time, and, like, you run into big problems, like, just, like, weather and stuff, like, fly somewhere to shoot with somebody, and it rains the whole time, or just weird stuff, and I don't know, at the time, also, you know, we didn't have enough money, probably, to pay people for footage and stuff, and, you know, so we were having to do a lot, of, a lot of stuff ourselves and try to, like, you know, like, be on a deadline of, like, oh, we're trying to get four of these out a year. Well, we made seven, but it was rough, is what I'm saying, you know. Was it that quick? Four a year? So that means that you were around for only, like, less than two years? Yeah, well, we probably didn't get four out of each year. Okay, I was about to say, I feel like it was longer than two years. <laughs> two and a half? I don't know. Yeah. We are running late. <laughs> Issues how, after first four, I think we got out pretty quick. But that's how we do in skating. <laughs> no shame in that. But, uh, man, skating in New York was fun. That was one of our best trips, man. We were there like a week, and yeah, everyone was cool with us. But we, yeah, we were kind of like, oh, the, these boys from the south are out here filming. We're like, yeah, man, let's film, like. We'll go anywhere y'all want to go, dude. But, yeah. That was definitely the vibe cool. back then. No, Nobody comes to New York and doesn't get any content. Everybody comes to New York and gets busy. Some kind of content, yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to. Like, there's spots everywhere. There's no. millions of skaters all over the place. So, New York kind of became like the, the California in that sense. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely overlooked i'm glad that you guys mentioned that because i completely overlooked your affiliation with rejects and i always picture like sean angler west driver um i never thought about who's like the video part i didn't actually realize that it was you that did that oh no it was sean and i but okay so there you go anything of me sean filmed and he was amazing filmer uh mm-hmm. but i filmed a lot of the stuff and rejects all stuff it's not me i filmed a lot of stuff or the second angle was on Every, everything you know so mm-hmm. uh but it was a group effort on everything you know everybody pitch in on like you know we just like go on crazy trips man and stay in the you know shittiest hotels for a weekend or something like like hey let's drive to chicago you know and then we'll work our way back and like try to get clips of people on the way down you know on the way back home and just take a little longer to get home. But I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was epic. It was an epic time in, in rollerblading. I remember we were really excited uh, for rejects. Like, you know, anytime something new comes out like that with like that kind of quality, uh, we were just all like stoked to be a part of it. And, and yeah, but yeah, I, I wanted to touch on that before we continued on like the story since you had, since you had mentioned it, but, um, I do actually want to talk about um, filming Face the Music and and some of the tricks because I I know Maddie like what one a year ender trick Maddie filmed and I remember oh. him telling me telling me that story he was like he didn't know how to film and you handed him the camera for this like huge hammer which is like the double kink roll in where you had a few tricks on that from other previous videos like you oh know, yeah sold to the king. That's when I was like, all right, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, I'm sure Maddie was nervous because, like, I talked about it. Yeah, I'd already done stuff on it, but I'd talked about doing that gap like for a while, like probably a year, and it's completely easy and doable if you just don't look over to your, you know, right on your roll down, you know, just like ignore that. So yeah, I can imagine he was nervous on that, but shit, I've seen Maddie do a bunch of shit that's made me nervous, man. Makes sense. Um, there's actually a couple of things I, I want to talk to you about, and and let me know if if you if if you don't like want to talk about it, but um, so the famous knife throwing uh, scene, do do you, do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> that was that, that was another one of those things. Like when I think when people like people were like, dude, Charles, like you lived up to like not just like your skating, but like. All like the videos that were like, someone's getting punched in the face, screaming, there's rock music, like throwing knives at the head. It was like, <laughs> it, it took on a, a completely different energy that then rollerblading had as like back at the time. And I think it kind of opened the door to like these other rollerbladers who maybe didn't feel represented by what was happening in rollerblading at the time. And they were like able to relate to this, like more like wild kind of country kind of energy, but what, what 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 was that about? Did you have to go to the hospital? How did that work out? Yeah, I had to go get a couple stitches. But yeah, it was <laughs> stupid and drunk, man. I mean, I wouldn't emulate it or anything. I don't <laughs> uh, that was, you know, I was probably just turned twenty one doing shit like that. You know what I mean? Just yeah, someone had to film it or something. You know, it's like, all right, well, don't do stupid stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Had to go to the hospital for that one, but we were like, well, might as well take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Good that was iconic. Video. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most badass opening shots right there. You were like covered in blood and you're like, hold on, let me pose for a photo real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, got to capitalize. Yeah. You know, what is it? When they give you lemons, make lemonade or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to like more uh, recent stuff that's been going on with you and skating and stuff. Because people, I see people in the chat already asking about it too. And uh, it was on my mind also. A few years ago, you were kind of leaking like a new skate company that you were working on. A new boot of some sort on the internet. And, like you were sending out a bunch of teasers and everyone was super excited about it. And then it seems like it just like disappeared out of nowhere. Like what happened with that? This skate company that you, after not being in the industry, it seems like for a while, you came back and you're like, let's start the skate company, putting out what looked like a high quality skate. And then it just like dissolved on its own. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Uh, a lot of people involved from the beginning dropped out. And it was probably my fault. Probably was mostly my fault. And... But then, I don't know, man, dealing with distributors and, you know, manufacturers over in China, it gets rough. And, like, what you think you're going to start out with is not what you end up with, you know? And then it's like, oh, well, you got to make, you know, molds for this size sole frame and, you know, boot sizes aren't right, stuff ain't right. And it's like, gosh. I was like, this is too much trouble. I'm not going to continue with it. I don't know. 
You know, you really dodged the bullet. I, I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it is—it's uh, not easy well, man, working. I, look, I pissed some people off, whatever, but people that were, you know, kind of helping me also. But it's more like, well, if you get it done, like, yeah, I'll help you out. And I'm like, well, this is hard as shit to get done. I'm trying to get it all done, like by myself. But I'm like, by the time you get to the numbers, and you're like, this is just ridiculous. Like, even if we like did like crowdsourcing it's like what's the point like it's gonna be a subpar skate the first time you like try it unless you have you know the money to try like multiple you know prototypes and stuff to make little changes and be like well we need to make little changes on this little changes on this over and over so i was like well i'm done but also like i'd moved and then went to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, you need a hip replacement. Uh, so I had to get a hip replacement, and I was like, wait a second, what are you doing? Like, you should just be happy you can walk around and, you know, <laughs> get around. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Is that from skating, the need for a hip replacement? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I was worn down. Like, I walked in, my doctor was cool. Uh, he like skateboarded when he was younger, uh, and he was just like, "Did you get in a car wreck or something?" I was like, "No, just skated a whole bunch." He was like, "Oh, okay," and then it's like, "Okay, that makes sense." Yeah, that's a, definitely an understanding doctor, right there. You just be like, "He skated, like, okay, I get it. You say no more." Um, but what was your motivation to start the skate company? And like, who else was involved? You said people dropped out. Like, was it just a, a collective of a few people? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, well, this is something that I kind of am curious about. Um, and you might, you may or may not want to talk about it, but it's something that I heard through the grapevine. And uh, I was curious if you wanted to touch on it. I know for a while, in, and you mentioned your doctor skateboarded. I know like in the South and Atlanta for a long time. And I, I guess also in Alabama, like the tension between rollerbladers and skateboarders was always like a, a like a tense situation. And uh, you ended up getting into like, uh, I think a, a fight with one of like the more main skateboarders from, from town. Uh, oh, no. Kind of. It wasn't the main skateboarder from town. Oh. We just got fight with some skateboarders in town and stuff. It was a big, big brawl, man beer bottles you know all kinds of stuff yeah it was a it was wild but everyone, but I, but, everyone got messed up man like, yeah but, but but i heard it was because it was they they were messing with you because you were a rollerblader for like that reason oh, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah people used to do that back in the day yeah they just like oh you rollerblade you're this you're that you know was this like at a bar? Like, how did this even come up in, in conversation? Unless you were like at a skate park or something. Oh, I don't know. People just knew us because, like, I don't know. Everybody, like, you know, we're pro skaters and live in the south, like in a little town. Like everyone knows, like, oh, like you know, people being ba probably basically being jealous because it's like y'all aren't actually out like skating and doing stuff. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. But yeah, it was a, uh, I don't know. I guess there's always people like that. I don't know. <laughs> that stuff's chilled out now. I don't know why it was like that back in the day. I don't know. 
You tell me. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely chilled out now. Thank, thank God. But um, if, if if I'm not mistaken, and 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 stop me if if you don't want to talk about this, but did did someone bite off your finger in one of these fights? No. Yeah. What? It's not that bad. There we go. Put it up. What? Oh, it's the tip of your finger. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't supposed to grow back. But... Oh, it did though. All right. I got dirty nails. I had to take care of the garden when I got home. Uh, <laughs> There's in that in that specific brawl, a skateboarder bit your finger off. Oh no, that was a previous one. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was the same one. <laughs> All right. That's what I mean. This is this has been like a this was like a long lasting thing of like around oh, your yeah. area, right? For a bit, yeah, dude. There's like beef around <laughs> or whatever, you know. So. That's like the worst case of this that I've heard. Like I've heard about like it was crazy, bro. Like they're like, I got this guy with this bottle. He, I got got by two guys with a bottle, but ended up with someone on top of me with a bottle and him. Like it was wild. Garrett Slowey was there. He someone tried to knock him out with a bottle that didn't even damn break on his head. He just wrestled the guy to the ground. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Trace was there. Maddie was there. Then, like, once everyone saw everything was broken up, like, Maddie was, like, the one person there, like, who wasn't drunk, probably. And I was like, Maddie, take me to the hospital, dude. And Maddie drove me to the hospital, man. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm bleeding. Well, I was probably, maybe I had him drive my van or something. Can't remember. You'd have to ask Maddie that one. I yeah. had a head also that time. Probably a on that one also <laughs> going to the hospital like yeah well <laughs> yeah i mean that for, for, it was a legendary story from like from like what i heard and you know i used to live with maddie for a while but um and i heard it through, through several other sources but um i guess like these guys used to mess with you and it was always because you were rollerblading and it was always fights and it, it escalated and escalated and one day you were just at a bar and they tried to mess with you and then you just like exploded on this one guy and there was like two guys versus you and a, and, a, and I guess a bottle broke and like you, you attacked him with the bottle and this guy got kind of messed up and it almost, is that how, but I don't know. I just, I just heard it got like crazy until it got to basically a climax to the point where it just had to stop, you know? Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember. Just a good old bar, bro. I'm telling you. Okay. The tensions were... It's not that deep. That was going to go down no matter what. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm glad well, it's not like that anymore. I'm glad to hear that it's calmed down a little bit. Crazy stuff back in the day. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It just happened, man. We never went looking for it. No, I, yeah. like I think I think a lot of people can understand, like especially coming up in that era, like who were rollerbladers, like uh, you just get messed with just for existing. But I feel like uh, your crew was a different kind of crew. Like you, you guys were not Wild. about to take any shit from people. So, um, yeah, <laughs> very fascinating to hear those those stories. Okay, so um, oh, there's more, but. <laughs> Those are just the ones we all know about, man. <laughs> well, you know, if you want to say, we're happy to hear it. No, <laughs> no more Barbara stories. I feel like a lot of your stories end up 
with you in the hospital, whether it's skating, interactions with skateboarders, you know, like you, you, filming. Live also. I ended up in the hospital just doing live. And I'm like, yeah, you need a hip replacer. <laughs> God. Hopefully less hospital trips for you coming up. Oh, it's been a while since I'd been before that. So Okay, good. Good. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Less hospital trips. The healthcare in this country isn't good enough for you to go to the hospital that often. No. No. <laughs> what? How often do they go to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, I broke up or something. Sorry. No, no, I'm just saying, good thing you don't have to go to the hospital that often now because uh, the healthcare in this country isn't good enough for you to be visiting that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Bama, Bama everything, um, and the Rosies team. The, the Rosies team had, like, a really special place in rollerblading. Like, uh, did you help, like, select the people who were on the team? Because even the AM team, like Mike Lilly, Casey Bogosi, were, like – felt like hitters. a part of what was happening like with you guys it all it all kind of made sense was that like your y'all's decision or how did that come to be yeah they, yeah they were we wanted them to get paid and be on the team and you know just keep doing what we were doing and then just all got shut down we were trying to get micah involved also and we wanted micah to be pro micah yeager and Oh, that would be cool. Pro and Casey and like Sean Man Santa Maria was skating them. Maddie was like we'd like I don't know. That was a weird time, man. Uh, there's probably some meetings I should have gone to back in the day and <laughs> argued or something that now I realize like well you're. Should have done that, but I wasn't thinking about it because I don't know. I was like twenty three, twenty four. I don't know. <laughs> so what would you have right. done different? What would you have done different than looking back on it? Uh would have kept. Well, when Ollie Skate came out the M twelve uh, with the checkers and like Jeremy's designs and stuff, like. We were already talking about them. We we're like, okay, we've brought the M12 back. We've done a couple colors, and like, we we're like, we want to let's start messing around with the fifth element. Like back then, we were like, let's bring the fifth element back, you know. And it's funny Sick. that they done it, but that's what we we're already like, well, let's do that, and you know, keep M12s and like try to keep them uh, inexpensive skate. Uh, so when it started out, like they were like a really good price point at the time. I think they were like one twenty boot only. I guess that was good then. I don't know. And once we started like taking over the marketing, we sold out of like the skates they had like by midsummer, and then I don't know, I had to make more. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> That's sick. It's All right. To see how far. It's sick to see how far that skate has come and how many generations it's lasted through, you know, it like, that was like one of the first skates I ever skated. And then, you know, just like still going to this day, you still see people, I was skating that skate, like even five years ago or something like that. So it's a good, it's a good Brazilian skate. It was cool that you guys kind of brought that back. Yeah, it was a good skate. 
do, do you remember the talks from the fifth element bringing back? Because it's funny that you guys were trying to do that like almost 20 years ago and it just came back like five years ago or something. Oh, do you... man. No one really listened to us when we were saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, y'all do the marketing for like, y'all want to make a video, y'all do the marketing in the magazines. Like, no one was really talking too much uh, with us about like, you know, actual, like, you know, trying, well, like, it was just our idea. We were like, we should contact him about it, but it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but, yeah. Rosie was like the originator of bringing back classic skate designs. And we just know now that the old designs work. That's why the N12 has been around for so long. Same thing brought back the fifth element. And the Mesmer yep. is like a throne, which is like a classic skate back in the day. Like, it turns out that like we were right all along in like the nineties and the early two thousands with these skate designs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like you should be able to have a boot with someone else's sole plate, someone else's frame, someone else's bolt, someone else's bearing, someone else's wheels. And man, like I was around skating long enough. I remember at like one of the ASR trade shows, they were like having the UF <laughs> Was it Universal Frame? They were having the UFS like conference. Like it still hadn't been like organized by all the big boot companies yet. They're like having a UFS conference at the ASR trade show in San Diego. Like everybody agreeing on like you know the sizes and dimensions of everything for being able to switch your frames from like one skate to the other. Like you know. <laughs> Damn, you were there for the UFS meeting? Like, <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's better. The fact that you probably were there at, like, the UFS meeting or the fact that you might have just made all that up. <laughs> I probably wasn't in the meeting. I just heard about it. Uh, I was probably at ASR, and it's like the buzz was. Yeah. You know, like, between the skaters. Yeah, I wasn't in the fucking meeting. <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's still cool to be the around during that was, time. I don't know how long I've been skating. The buzz was like talking about skates and like you know where skating is going. It's like I remember when everyone couldn't agree on a universal frame system yet. You know. Yep. But yeah, you should be able to switch everything out. You know. You think all skates should be universal that way, like universal cuff, universal sole plate? Mm, I'm not sure you can do that, but. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't know. It'd be nice. You could. Some, yeah. some some skates are interchangeable that way. Yeah. Are you? The U UFS was a good move, though. That, that was a good move, I think. The UFS was a good move. That was like revolutionary because when your frame used to run out, that was it. The skate was over, and you, and you used to grind through the frame pretty quickly, especially back in like the mid '90s. So, like to to, to have figured out the UFS thing was actually a pretty big step. At the time. Oh, yeah, man. I remember it. I was like, oh, well, like, you used to have to, like, if you bought 50-50 frames, like, you'd have to do all kinds of, like, you probably have to, like, drill out some holes, like, way back in the day, like, to get them on certain skates or whatever. And anybody's frames, like, if you just broke your frame or, like, tr trying to get a frame from, like, an old pair of skates, it was impossible. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the move is towards more universal parts and stuff. Who knows? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. So ar ar around uh, 
I think the, the last part you filmed was the face the music part, right? Yeah, that was it. Just yeah. Done after that. Was there like a, like an injury where, or you were just like felt like you had completed your skate mission and just was it like I'm kind of done skating or did you like kind of fade away? Like how how did it uh, end up ending? Uh, we just put so much into that video. I mean, some of Ollie's stuff, I've filmed him for, like, almost two years. And I filmed a lot, put a lot on the line, and, like, we were trying to build a team there, and we thought we did, like, the best we could with what we had. And then just the budget was cut. Like, we all got our money cut. We had no travel budget. We had nothing. And it was like, well, I guess it's done because we don't have any money to do anything. And like, we all felt like we just put out like one of the best videos ever. And I was like, all right. It's like, I, we thought we were doing good. Like we we're selling skates, putting out videos. And then it was just like gone. So that's that. Uh, after that, I don't know. We did Sean and I did uh, radius media for a bit and yeah. Sorry, magazine again, rollerblade mag. That I that held on for a minute. I didn't really want to do it again, to tell you the truth. When we were doing it. Uh, yeah. you mentioned with like the Rosies, like they started also, paying sorry, also to interrupt like also like I I mean like I'd already had ACL surgery at eighteen, like reconstructive knee surgery at eighteen, and like I was already starting to like feel my knees like Man, like, you're not going to be able to walk. You're just hurting yourself now, you know, because. All the signs were pointing to, to chilling out. Huh? All, all, all the signs were kind of pointing to like, it's time to chill out a little bit, huh? Yeah, just like, ah, oh, your body can't take it all the time doing what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. But I was gonna ask before you were saying about Rosie's like after face the music, they started like cutting your money and, and budgets and travel budgets and stuff like that. Was that just due to the general state of skating at the time? Just skate selling less and then having less money or were they I don't know. It it probably was. I don't know. No one showed me the books, man. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. No, okay. I'd assume. I figured as marketing manager, you would have some inside scoop on that. <laughs> They don't tell you nothing. No. 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 I wasn't making any monetary decisions at all. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so about about Radius, and that's that's another thing. Like, Sean, it's it's interesting. Sean, uh, Wes still, too, is, like, still involved in rollerblading to some capacity and have been for a long time. You know, obviously, Wes worked at Daily Bread. Now he's still working it to some capacity with one – uh, Sean Engler is still involved with Dead and still doing things and, uh, you know, taking photos. And he's living in Brooklyn for like probably 10 years now, which is you got one Alabama guy in L.A. and you got the other one in, in Brooklyn. It's, uh, you know, who, who would have thought that would have happened? But um, wh what role, if any, does rollerblading play in your life uh, these days? Uh not a huge role but i still enjoy it like i went to uh, my buddies the montgomery monsters they put a contest on joey jeff and mark Sen and them uh a couple weeks ago and 
it's fun to still go like watch people skate and stuff, man. Like it's amazing how good everybody is nowadays. Like people I've never even heard of, just like the stuff people can do, like just on grind boxes now. Like everyone has like really, really clean style nowadays on like stuff we used to be like, Oh, you're wasting your time, go do big stuff and it's like everyone's focusing on like just having like really good style now and like just making everything look super clean, which I think is really cool. Like everything, I I'm just a observer now, <laughs> skating. Like, and I kind of prefer it. Like, I can just like watch some stuff and like, oh, that's cool, and just feel like observe it from afar and just enjoy it and show up somewhere sometimes and just be like, oh, cool. All right, everybody's still doing it, you know? Yeah. No, that, that, that's really cool. Like that, that's kind of something that was always like what I was looking forward to and kind of participate in now to some extent. But when I was younger, I was like, I can't wait till I'm older and just able to just kind of be a kickback fan, just watching rollerblading happen. And not saying that you're necessarily older, but just like even being able to like go to events and just enjoy the company and see what's happening, watch the skating and see people like still enjoying what it is that like we spent like put a lot of time into and a lot of energy into you know it's cool yeah and that also man like i've always just you know i like living in alabama dude like when i stopped like skating all the time man i started kayaking and fishing and like go kayak fish all the time like up and down rivers and lakes and stuff and just go to like stuff I hadn't been doing for a long time, you know, like, cause I was skating all the time, you know, <laughs> like just enjoying yeah. life. So no, it's, it's really cool to do that. Cause like blading can like consume your life. Like, you know, especially people who end up going pro or going like really far in anything. I feel like you have to kind of get obsessive to some degree and make it your whole life. And then uh, you get to take a step back and actually like do some normal fun stuff. And, yeah, kayak fishing, yeah. that sounds cool. My buddy Brandon Ford does a lot of that. And, uh, man, that just sounds like a dream. Oh, right, well, I do a lot of other stuff, but I'm just saying, like, I, I just like living down in Alabama, man. I got a little farm. I got a little hobby farm and, like, you know, growing our own vegetables and, you know, just living a normal life. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, you know? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in a bit, we're gonna we have some questions in the in the super chat. I mean, I'm, it's not the super chat. We have some chat. questions in the live chat. If um, if you're up for taking those in a bit, and also a little bit later after this, we're gonna go through a couple sections of yours, if that's okay. Like maybe we'll watch uh, the face to music section and uh, a couple others, and that'll be for our uh, Patreon uh, subscribers. But before we do, I just want to say, please, if you're watching this live or if you're watching it not live, just hit the like, share, subscribe. Find it very helpful. Um, also, I don't want to take away from Austin if you have any more questions before we get into the live chat questions. Um, the only thing I wanted to – I was curious about, and we sli slightly touched on it earlier. That's why I wasn't kind of like forcing it whatever. But we keep talking about this face to music section. I, w I was looking at a lot of your section before getting everything together for the Patreon video that we're going to shoot after this. But I noticed that a lot of your skating and a lot of skating in the Rejects videos and just Alabama area in general, there are a lot of like DIY-looking spots, like a lot of maybe like rugged – 
uh, buildings, like worn out buildings, and like you guys would like put up like chain, like like guardrails or like something to like a dumpster or something like that. There was a lot of DIY footage in your in your sections, and I'm curious if that played a role maybe into like your creativity or if that was just like part of the Alabama scene in general. Like a lot of your skating seemed to be DIY style, or that was just the cards you were uh, dealt. Just uh, at the time we were skating, like downtown here, there used to be like a steel mill downtown, and it's still a decent steel town, but there used to be like way more, you know, like factories and stuff downtown. And that was like phasing its way out, and now it's all like, you know, condos and restaurants and stuff now. So I don't know, there just be random stuff places all the time, but also like. Man, we have horrible concrete here. Like, everything's like, we're actually like in like the foothills of the Appalachians mountains. So it's like everything's like hilly and bad landings. And it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta like, I don't know, come up with your own stuff to do because there's like not a perfect rail to skate or a perfect ledge or, you know, or the perfect rail or perfect ledge you're skating you got kicked out of and then whole days ruined you know do y'all remember that back like mm -hmm. when you're young we're like everyone's gonna meet up at some spot and it's just like it's the spot everybody wants to meet up and skate like the perfect rail and it's like i don't know you could get kicked out or something or like ruins whole day you know and like so then you just have to go off and be like well what can we do to like make a cool trick. I don't know. Just like see what's around. There'll just always be stuff laying around in the alleys and stuff. I don't know. And we just mess around with stuff. A lot of times it'd just be like, kind of like killing time, just goofing around doing stuff until someone would be like, wait a second, that might actually be cool to film. If you, you know, so I don't know. We didn't think overthink it, I guess. I don't know. We were just having fun. Yeah, all that stuff is super fun. There's a lot of DIY spots now are bigger than ever, probably. Back then, it wasn't probably too common. Now, there's DIY spots all over the place. Oh, I mean, I still love seeing DIY spots. Like, I love it. Like, any clips of DIY spots, I think are the shit. I love when people build stuff and skate it. Yeah, that, that's, how it, that's how it also came off to, to me, like how you just described it, by the way. Like, uh, it just seemed like uh, a lot of, like, the tricks that you were doing were due to like necessity, like maybe because like you said, there wasn't that perfect rail or that perfect down ledge. So you're like kind of making what you have out of like the spot, whether it's like a chain grind or like a, a drop rail at like off like a sketchy, like at a two floor hotel, yeah. motel kind of place. Um, but I think that's like, it, it, it seems like with not just you, but also like Rob and, you know, a lot of like the, you know, Trace Taylor, Brandon Frost, like, you know, Matt Nicholas, like a lot of like the legends from from down Alabama, like it really helped like shape their uh, skating style, like of just being able to be very adaptable to the spot. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think we were just all crazy or something. Like sometimes people would come from out of town, they'd be like, Wait, this is like the first spot y'all are going to? And be like, Yeah, I don't know, like it's close, like hey. Yeah, it, 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 it was cool. Like like, like I said, it's gonna be like a cakewalk, like you know, like Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it, it was cool to see, uh, like, like I said, like when like Ali went down there, it was cool to see like other people come into your environment and see how they could manage it. But uh, so some people were were able to, and, and for sure. But it was definitely your your guys's way, which was very cool. It was very very unique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ollie was good at that, man. Uh, Micah was also Micah Yeager. That guy. He'd find some cool tricks to do at some spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Micah was uh, the best. We had like, in London. Like the spots Ollie took me to in London, though, were like pretty similar to Burry. <laughs> to tell you the truth, like when we were filming that section, like. That was another, like, you know, mission of filming where I was just like, you know, hey, Ollie, like, I'm your cameraman for a week. Like, your priority, like, you want to get shit done? We're getting shit done now, you know? And he was just like, boom, I got all these spots. Let's go, you know, and just hop on the train and, you know, might take a bit to get, you know, the perfect clip, but we get it, man. It was like, it was like a straight, you know, actual, like, <laughs> filming a video project where it's like, you know, we're getting these specific, you know, clips on this thing. It wasn't like just throw stuff together. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. Intention. There was intention behind it. Yeah. Where you're like, like, hey, this location needs to go at this point in my section you know like but i don't know man i'm just rambling now guys how long is this thing no it's okay let's get into i think now's a good time to get into some of the uh group chat questions if that's cool for you you cool with that uh let me grab a beer and just so everyone knows i've only one beer the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) all right well well well, charles grabs a beer (laughs) <laughs> While he grabs a beer, uh, uh, I know Billy asked in the chat already. Um, drop us some questions. Uh, if you super chat us, we prioritize the super chat questions and split them with our guest. Uh, Billy, do you have questions lined up? We can kind of switch it up because we don't have yeah. uh, like the Patreon and I stuff do. today. Yeah, I do. Um, th- there's actually some pretty good ones in here and some things that I'd forgotten about, so I'm happy that they asked. But um, 17BKS asks... What does Charles remember about shooting for the Dre versus Dunkel interview in Daily Bread? I completely forgot about that. That was super cool. That was yeah. a cool concept and well done. Do you remember anything from that? Uh, just, you know, that's when, like, we were driving all around. This is, like, when Wes was still shooting, mostly for, like, Daily Bread. And he's a freelance photographer, one of, like, young kids. I don't know, man. Like, we skated some in Atlanta. I think we went to... Where is it? Charlotte, where Dre's from? South Is that South Carolina? Yeah, Charlotte? North Carolina. Yep. No, Charlotte. I, I, we went up to North Carolina, Charlotte at yep. some point. West started getting some pictures, and that, that was all Daily Bread's idea. And they just asked us if we were cool with it. You know, like, there was never beef between me and Dre. I love Dre, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. He used to stay at my house and shit when we skated for Razors, like, doing tours down here. In the South, man. He was awesome, dude. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that was just like a fun, you know, like get people interested thing. Like, oh, hey, look, you know, kind of showcasing two different dudes out of the South with like completely different uh, styles, you know, was the whole purpose yeah. of it. 
nothing like <laughs> bad about it. You know? No, yeah. I, I, I think I think I think I really like cool. that concept. Like, uh, you know, just like completely different styles, completely like different music styles, dressing styles, skating styles, skating approach, but like still two guys from the South who were like really well known. Like, you know, there weren't many people who had like pro skates from the South. Dre was one, you were one, obviously Frankie, uh, and then like later on Walt and so on. But, um, well, you know, Walt Alston should have probably had like more skates than anybody, man. That guy, like, yeah, dude, talk about like someone doing creative stuff some of the tricks he did like i've seen in person before that like i filmed for rejects he does this one cess slide and rejects down this like embankment that curves and it looks really cool like on the video but seeing in person it was just insane man like that guy was he was doing some creative stuff forever <laughs> like mm -hmm. he's like yeah, one of the he, original he, mushroom bladers Kind of, yeah. He had, man. Like, he had one of the best approaches. Like, I always liked Walt skating. Like, I always liked his skating a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we have a Montgomery... super chat that came in too. Go oh, for that question. Okay. We'll go over the super chat afterwards. Okay, uh, Montgomery Monsters asks, uh, ask Charles about just getting his hip replaced and coming out skating with us. Uh, he almost rebroke his hip. Is that true? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So, like, yeah, I got my hip replaced and, like, got better. I was, like, okay. I was, like, skating the grind rails, like, had this little shitty grinder out in my house just doing some grinds. I'm, like, good. Go out with them and, like, we're skating this other, like, little, like, parking lot rail where it's, like, it's, like, a down handrail, like, probably, like, a six, seven stair. But it's, like, knee high, but it ends waist high and, like. Did a couple grinds, and then Jeff was like, hey, let me film you. And I was like, what? who cares? I was like, all right. And fell once and just nailed my hip. I just had surgery on the rail. But then I did the, Then I did it again and landed the trick. But then, I don't know, man, I hit it, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, if it bends the wrong way or something, like, you know, like... Might not, you know, you have to go back and get surgery again. It's not a fun surgery, you know, <laughs> getting a hip yeah. replaced. Like, I imagine that's not fun. They off, like, part of my femur, I don't know, you know. Jeez. Like, uh, uh, well, at least I would have been like, I got this fresh hip. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, it feels good, but it's like, you know, like, uh, if it twists out, it's. They sewed off part of your femur? <laughs> yeah, Billy, I see your face. <laughs> <laughs> so they sawed off part of my femur, and then yeah. they just nailed a titanium rod with a ball on it in. <laughs> and like I, when I was like getting knocked out for the surgery, you're going in and you're like in this old basement in the bottle bottom of the hospital, and it's like a scene from a horror movie. They just have like power drills. It looks like it was all like Ryobi power drills and stuff from like Home Depot, and they're just like yeah. We're just <laughs> Saw you open, like, saw that bone off with power tools, and we're just going to hammer this titanium rod down there with a ball on it. Yeah, they should knock you out before they bring you into that room, so you don't see that shit. Oh, uh, I was on my way out. I, I think they did it just to mess with me, man. <laughs> my doc, Like I said, my doctor was cool. He was like, is it okay if I try, like, a new surgery on you? And I was like, do whatever you think's going to be the best, like... <laughs> 
Whoa, that's a crazy question it, from a doctor. Well, he was cool, man. He used to skateboard. He was like, I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that kind of like, you know, I got a family and stuff, you know, and kind of provide for him. I can't like go getting once a year knocked out for like two or three months because I broke my ankle or <laughs> broke something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Responsibilities. Yeah, I got responsibilities, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the super right. chat that came in um, from Told and Retold who asks, um, what happened when Julio took over marketing at Rossi's? Is it true he did you wrong? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but uh, I wish people would have been like more open. Like at the time, man, like stuff and rollerblading in general was probably going down, you know? I just wish there would have been a more heads up, you know, of like, hey, like, you know, because that's why. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everything was probably going down anyway and everything in skating at the time. But a heads up would have been nice, I guess, you know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> just came out of nowhere. Um. Sean, we'll, we'll take a couple more of these questions and then uh, we'll move to the to the Patreon. We'll cut you loose because it sounds like the family's coming back and we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, thank you for making the time, by the way. Um, All right. Sean, Sean, Michaels, Sean Michelson says, I think Charles made the Abel video too. And I think he did. Uh, ask about, he said, ask about Abel. So did you make the Abel video and how was that experience? Uh, yeah, Sean and I made the Abel video. How was that? Uh, it was all right. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, a lot of contributed footage, wasn't it, in the Able video? I heard that's yeah. why the filters were put on it because there was so many different types of – I think a, maybe Yvonne told me that or something, that there was so I, many different types I, of contributing footage yeah. that you covered it up by putting a filter on it all to kind of blend them all together. I don't know if that was true yeah, or not. Yeah, it's been a fun video to make. But yeah. That's one of those things where, like, you know, a project doesn't come together. You know what I mean? It's like everyone's – some people filming for this, someone's filming for this, and it's not even a knock on the skater or anything. It's like, hey, if you had your buddy who's like not the best filmer in the world or wasn't paying attention when you finally landed it, and it's a bad angle, the trick could be awesome, but it's like, oh man, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that might be the worst thing is like when you see an awesome trick and it's filmed really bad, and you're like, man, I wish I know what that would have looked like. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Filming does so much for the clip. Mm -hmm. It's like fifty percent or more. Yeah, definitely. And you have to, to have the trust in the filmer too. That's filming you. That's why it was crazy when we were talking about before when you did that the ender in uh, face the music when you Maddie was filming you because that's like a crazy trick to be like someone who never filmed the clip before because he could have messed it up completely. Then you would have had to done it three, four, five times for him to film it properly. Oh, I did it more than once. Uh, did one. you plan on doing it more than once, or was it because he messed up the filming? Uh, first time I didn't grab, I just freaked out and did, like, leg stall. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, shit, you're doing it. And then next time, I think I grabbed it, and then I was just full of beans also and adrenaline, you know? Like, mm -hmm. Fuck it, this is easy now, and I'm like, rewatched it with Maddie, rewatched it with Sean. Sean Engler was filming it from far, and fucking taking a picture at the same time for what? the fucking no. That's how crazy that dude was, man. Like, he was fucking good, man. Like, 
Jeez. He the far shot and taking the ad shot with a camera, dude. Like, what? Uh... I Yo, I say just... that. Oh, man. He knows what he's doing. I never heard that Don't... before. Three person crew, uh, one skater, two filmers, and a photographer. That's uh, that's a lot of. But also, I was probably like, oh, yeah, I want. Hey, maybe I can do it better one more time while I'm hyped up and you're, you know, like when you just get in the zone and you know you got something, like you're like, I could do this over and over. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I see at least two questions we're going to take here, maybe a third, but um, this one's a little weird. But we're, I'm, I'm going to ask it just because I don't know what's happening. Uh, so Dope Tag <laughs> says, my question is, what happened to the DVDs which were burned with gay porn? The oh, story is God. crazy, but why did it happen? I don't know this story. Oh, man. Okay. So this is once again, it goes back to like skateboarders hating rollerbladers. I swear somebody. So like back in the day, we'd send off. You'd send off a master copy, like, DVD to get duplicated. And then where it got duplicated, they'd screen print, like, whatever, like, logo or picture you're putting on it. And someone threw in a bunch of, it was called hard hat pigs. So some of the discs, like, just had crazy porn on it. And what? we were going to. Listen, we were going to get in a lot of trouble no matter what because we'd just gotten into Barnes & Noble somehow and all the DVDs had completely pirated illegal music on it, man. Like, what? we're using, like, mainstream people. But somehow no one noticed that. And, uh, yeah, someone in, like, Utah in, like, a Mormon community got the dang DVD and put it in and it was one of the ones. It was, like... Probably had a uh, 2,500 run. There was like 250 of them in there. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, we weren't moonlighting in the gay porn business. You know, like, something just got mixed up at the place or someone just played a mean trick. So, once we got, like, we were, like, getting into all these Barnes and Nobles and that happened and they pulled all our stuff. That was another reason, like, Rejects went down. Is I don't think people realize is... <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with us it was uh we ended up suing them and like years later like Wes got a little some of his money back and sean and i just got a little tiny bit because like we ended up winning damages against the duplicating company on the dvds man it was crazy <laughs> like whoa that's a no, wild that's, story that, that sounds like a very like serious lawsuit like you know because that sounds like a sabotage on the company yeah Hey, man, I left it up. There's a couple settlements. I think maybe we should have taken the first ones, and maybe we got greedy, and then they're like, well, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Who knows? Like, mm. Crazy. Yeah, it would have been interesting if we would have gotten to Barnes & Noble because we were not doing the proper stuff on music. I don't know what would have happened on that. So, oh, so the Barnes & Noble <laughs> thing never happened? Or I thought you were saying it did happen. Oh, uh, well, we got pulled right away. Like, once we got in Barnes & Noble, we got pulled because they were selling the DVD and the magazine together. Oh, my and, God. And, and like, that's how, like, that's how we did the deal with them. We were just like... And, yeah, we got... They never paid us. <laughs> that was another thing. Jeez, they... Like, yeah, skating... It insane, dude, it was insane, man. Like, that's another reason that 
things didn't go well with rejects. We were caught up in the damn <coughs> money tied up and lawsuits and shit and stuff like that. Just losing a bunch of, well, not even law, like, yeah, you'll get your reparations, but it's like, oh, you got this much tied up in, like, inventory you just sent out to, like, try to make your big break, you know? And it's like, oh, shit. All right, but, yeah, that really happened. It was weird. I don't know how it happened, like. Damn, skating yeah, finally crazy. got a skating finally got a break to be in like a mainstream bookstore like that, and then of course, yeah, they were calling us like, "What have y'all done?" And we're like, "We have nothing to do with this." Like, wow, <laughs> it was wild, but I bet it was Tony Hawk, man. I, bl I blame Tony Hawk. <laughs> That's who I blame. I don't know, man, dude. I met uh, Mike Bally. At one of the ASR trade shows, like oh, Valeli, mm -hmm. yeah, Mike Valeli, yeah, the mm -hmm. bald head dude. Yeah, I think he's cool though, right? Yeah, we met him and we showed him like it was like maybe our second or third issue of Rejects, and we were at the ASR show and we were just walking down the hotel and like we were talking to him. He was like, "What y'all got there?" And we we're like, "Oh, this is our like magazine DVD for rollerblading." And it was like, "Oh, that's cool as shit." All right, he was a nice guy. It's wild. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he's like openly stuck up for rollerblading uh, before. So and that's like in like the time when like skateboarders were like trying to call us like you know gay and fruiters and all that like heavy like it was like a main thing. He was kind of going against that. So he's always seems like he's like been a really cool guy. Yeah, it's funny. Skateboarding's been. Are they still trying to turn around their image after doing that for so many years? <laughs> like, yeah, that, I think I think they yeah. are. That, that's that's kind of like the whole <laughs> thing. They, they, they're just trying to sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened. But yeah. you know, I don't did, trust them still. <laughs> uh, did you have one more question, Billy? You said that there was. Yeah, one I, I, that... I I do I do I, I want to take this one from Tree Tree. Uh, Tree okay. Tree says, "Has has Charles oh, ever done?" Sorry, sorry. Hold up. Tree Tree Rudolph? Oh, yeah. Shit. That guy, he is the most creative dude, man, all the shit he does. Tree. Man. He really is. He's with back in the day, like with Garrett and stuff, like when we were all coming up, man. I remember Tree. He's still killing it doing weird shit. All right, what's the mm -hmm. question? <laughs> he said, uh, has Charles ever done something when there wasn't a camera around, but wish it would have had been filmed oh oh god i'm sure that's what i'm talking about man like back in the there's so many things where like dude there's a trick rob did at the bjcc where i did my ender and bass and music and we lost the fucking tape and it was like a couple of years before i even did that gap he did something on the right side with these like rail to rails and a kink and a huge drop like and we just somehow lost the tape or the tape got corrupted like uh trying to think uh hmm it's gotta be something in the vault i can't think of anything uh wish i would have filmed Oh, man, I wish I had the footage of it. Uh, there was a school, like, you'd always skate if you went to San Diego. It was, like, out where Eric Shrine and them lived. It was, like, a 
mellow 15 stare, and I did, like, a negative porn star down it when no one was doing it. Like, I was skating the rail with, like, Eric Tron and Robert Leonardo's, like, probably all these Escondido dudes, and they're just, like, killing this rail, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I can't do any of this stuff, and I think someone took a picture, but it never ended up going or anything, but I did a negative porn star. I don't know, it's this, it's not La Jolla, uh, it's in Escondido, it's really mellow rail, but I don't know, I wish I would have had that on footage, because... I was surprised I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's a trick you don't see on that rails. Happens. That's a trick you don't see on rails. But that reminds me, circling back to the beginning of this episode, um, do you call it Stub Soul? Is that what it's called in your book? Oh, what that guy did? Yeah. Oh, not not the not on the toes, but just just in general, like the soul no, and one negative. Very, I don't know what that trick was. Uh, what's his name? But the the regular version of that, the non toe version of it, when it's just a soul and a negative. Yeah. Yeah, soul and negative. Yeah, stub soul. Stub soul. Okay, so you guys are right. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't. I would. I don't know what you'd call that trick. That was it, Brett or something. Yeah, Brett, Brett did. Yeah, Davizic. Yeah, I don't know what you call that trick. Yeah. That's, that's my du- brain. A little bit, I think. <laughs> Looking at it, I was like, X stub soul. That's a tough one. I don't know. That is yeah. tough. That's the beauty of our sport now, though, because everyone's doing so many different varieties and variations of things. That I feel like if we were to do something like this 20 years ago, it would like we would have almost no content. It would just be like, okay, this person did a 540 kind grind. But now people are doing tricks every week that we have no names for. Oh, yeah, man. It's pretty cool. Oh, man. Like, dude, at that contest in Montgomery, Maddie was there and he was just like going after this one trick over and over. And I'm like, Maddie, are you in the contest after like watching him for like 20 minutes? And he's like, nah, I'm just trying to get this trick, man. <laughs> and he's just, I'm like, then he did it. And you're like, oh shit, man. Like, that was cool. Uh, there's still people out there like getting tricks and filming stuff, you know, which is cool. Yeah. Maddie uh, is a beast, man. Um, and I know, I know you took him under, under the wing for a while even though he's from LA, you know, lower Alabama in, in Pensacola, Florida over there. But I know he was, he was in Alabama for, for a while with you, like living with you. And I know that a lot of his skating, uh, he told me that you guys really pushed him like when he was coming up. So I know that like he attributes you guys to like helping develop his like skating as it is. Yeah, man. We'd always like push people to like, try to do like the best, like, trick they could like hey don't be scared like like I, I think one of the big things especially like if you're filming or like taking pictures or whatever it's like don't make the person feel nervous about like wasting your time you know like hey like I want you to get the, if you think you can get this trick like I'll you know stay here with you and film like hey if it takes 30 try, what, tries whatever like We'll get it, you know, but uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question. I'm not even making sense. Rob, <laughs> Rob G said in the chat, Rob G said in the chat, by the way, that uh, it was at RB High, the, the negative porn star, and uh, he think, he says he thinks he was there for that. So uh, Who said that? Rob, Rob Guerrero. Oh, yeah, he probably was there, yeah. Yeah, I used to skate with Rob all the time also back. We just randomly like meet up. Like I met up with Rob G. Asked Rob G about this if he's 
like one time him and John Stein picked me up from the airport in San Diego and they this is like OG Razors manager John Stein. Yeah. And I just got the plane from Birmingham and it's like Rob G and John Stein and he's like, All right, you boys wanna go skate? Like, I'll just drive you around. And he was like this old like he wasn't even that old then. He was just like salesman, like surf dude, like rollerblades a little bit, but he was cool. Yeah, I think that was the first time I met Rob G. I have to ask him about that one. All right, let's move on. Yeah, Rob That's G. Awesome. Le- Rob G. Legit said, as soon as the the chat uh, the live stream started, he says the first time I met Charles was with John Stein, and we picked him up from the airport and went straight oh. to dropping hammers in downtown San Diego. That's funny that you said that. <laughs> hey, my mom loved Rob G. He stayed with us for a bit and like just on tours and stuff, and like. My mom was just like giving him all kinds of cooking and cookies, all kinds of stuff. And Rob G was like, "Oh man, like I really needed this." I'm like, "Yeah, man." Like that's another thing. Everyone used to like stay like at my mom's house until I got a house. And well, that was crazy party house. I'd cook out sometimes, but my mom used to love it when people would spend the night, like weekends, shit like that, for like skating all weekend she just make up all kinds of food and just be like oh here's like i made you know <laughs> 48 cookies or some crazy shit and like there's a lot of food in the fridge for all y'all like to eat so it was fun that's super cool um ron will know about those cookies too i know he does i know he knows about those uh, that's cool um we'll take we'll take one one more of these um it's uh from tim gazzy he said i might have missed it but uh what is what what do you do for a living now charles Uh, i do landscaping landscaping Landscaping. yeah nice very cool well um i think we'll end it there before we let you go uh we're gonna we're gonna transfer to we're gonna watch a couple of sections that we have of you and we could just go through some of these uh, memories together. Oh, Rob G said real quick, dude, I had no idea his mom was stoked on me. Man, t- dude, tell Charles what's up for me. I loved those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Oh, man. That's super cool. Awesome. Um, all right, well, Charles, um, before we let you go, before we transfer uh, to the – before we end this chat and go on to the next thing, um, do you have any, like, shout-outs or last words or, like uh, – things you want to say before we let you go yeah y'all should uh get mikey yeager on here oh yeah <laughs> get yeager on here uh probably talk to rob thompson too and uh Definitely. everybody check out montgomery monsters free video about to come out on youtube they're my friends i grew up skating with them and they kind of did the opposite of me like you know we grew up skating together and stuff and i was making it skating and they had to like do real life stuff for a bit and now they've gotten back into skating and they're better than when they were you know 20 like and they're just trying to do a good thing and like you know get skating back on the map so check out the montgomery monsters on april 20th but besides that, I don't that's know. coming out the video right, so much, guys. i don't know <laughs> oh yeah video just All 420 right. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, Montgomery Monsters. Shout out Montgomery Monsters. Huge supporter of everybody. They have a sick Instagram account. Definitely give them a shout out. 
Um, Charles, this has been awesome. Like Billy said, don't go anywhere. We're going to end this podcast, but we're going to go on to the Patreon. If you're a Patreon member, we're going to just watch a few of his sections together. Have a good time. Walk down memory lane a little bit. Uh, if you're not part of the Patreon and want to be a part of it, there's a link in this video description below of this YouTube video. But everyone, thank you so much for watching live, and we'll catch you all on the next one. Later. <laughs>